Hi everyone, welcome back to Monday's with Mon and happy Monday. So first and foremost, I do just want to say a quick thanks to everyone who listened to my first episode back. Obviously that was a very hard episode for me to record, um, especially being so public. So if you didn't listen to it, go and listen to it now before you listen to this one. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but yeah, thank you to everyone who sent me a message and I'm so glad that I did end up doing that because a lot of you said that it really helped. So for today's episode, I've actually brought in another special guest. Her name is Lara Musa and she's actually a staff member at I Create Beauty, one of my companies. Lara was actually my first ever staff member that I hired, which is crazy because, spoiler alert, Lara's leaving the business, which is super, super sad, obviously, for me, um, but very exciting for her. So in today's episode, I'm going to bring Lara in and we're just going to pretty much talk about Lara's experience at I Create Beauty what's next for her and I'm just going to ask her a few questions about how her journey was and what advice she has for young women trying to pursue makeup or beauty as a career. Just another quick reminder to please download this episode and any other future episodes that you listen to as it helps me so much and actually lets me know that people are listening to this podcast. (laughs) All right, let's bring Lara in. Hi, Lara. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Of course. So introduce yourself. Besides what you do for work, tell us a bit about your life for those who don't know you. Well, I'm just your average 21-year-old Sydney girl. Um, I love to cook. I'm always in the kitchen on a Monday on my days off. Love that. And I um, just recently got into Pilates. So oh, fun. Love loving, Pilates. Loving those two hobbies at the moment. Amazing. So getting into today's topic, my first hire of my business is leaving me. I know. That is so sad. <laughs> it's very bittersweet, mainly bitter for me. But I just want to start off by saying that I've watched you grow not only as an artist, but as a person over the last few years. And we've created such a special bond, not only as your mentor and boss, but as great friends, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. I couldn't be more proud to see you spread your wings other than growing my business. One of my biggest goals was to mentor my team to grow to be the best artist that they could possibly be. And I really feel like I've done that with you, which is unreal. So a little backstory. Lara is a makeup artist and beautician. She first joined me when I started my business as an assistant and has now grown into a senior artist and has grown as the business has grown, which is unreal to see. So she's very close to my heart. Lara, tell <laughs> us a bit about how you got into this industry and where your journey began. Well, my passion began for makeup when my mum went on a trip to Hawaii when I was 14. I actually didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> so she brought me back a bag full of makeup and she's like, here, learn, basically kind of thing. Did you kind of like already like makeup or like, like see her makeup and play with it? To be it, honest, like I with... wanted to be a hairdresser. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Makeup. Yeah. So I used to play with dolls. I used to have those top model books where you used to do your makeup in and like, you know, draw and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so I used ended up just learning on YouTube. I used to watch like YouTube tutorials. Love Nikki um, Charles, James Charles, whatever you want to. Like, all the, all OGs. the OGs. Yeah. 
And I sat sit there for hours sneaking to the bathroom on school days and do your makeup. Go do my makeup and you know, all was good. And then um, eventually I started doing it on my friends and family and they copped some dirt looking cheeks and drag queen a, a winged liner. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> but um they actually wanted they wanted me to start an Instagram. I didn't have any of this and at the time I think I was in like year nine at the stage. Yeah, 10. I was about to ask you how old you were. Yeah, and um, they were like, we need to start an Instagram. Mm. But I didn't want to start an Instagram. Why not? I was too shy. There were so many other girls in my grade. That were doing That it. were doing makeup at the time. They were actually really good. What year was this? I'm going to say year 10. So what, what, what year are we talking? Like was that 2016 or something like yes. that? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was a guess. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's when makeup really started to like hit it off as a career. Yeah, for sure. Because I know when I was starting, when I left school, it was 2013 and makeup was not like the it thing to do. Like no. there weren't many people doing it. Even when I started, my parents used to tell me, this is not a career. Like yeah. you'd best believe my parents weren't pushing me to do makeup. Yeah. So it's crazy how in three years it changed so yeah. quickly. Yeah, like... Um, like if you were doing if you had a makeup page in school it was like oh like oh oh she's doing makeup she's doing makeup Mm. anyways they ended up making my instagram page for me your family no my friends oh your friends oh okay that's awesome half of them are not friends with anymore but that's fine well that's great but i love some of them um but they all made my instagram account and they began lying me some makeup wow i just started taking on random clients here and there yeah and um, just doing heaps of family. Things. How much were you charging at the start? Uh, I was charging a good 50 bucks. Oh, that's that's all right. Same. But yeah. I made people bring their own foundations. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dodgy. You couldn't get away with that now. No. Absolutely you not. Well, tell the listeners the story of how we met and how you started working with me. Well, Monica and I met when we started going to see her for her eye, well, for our eyebrows when I was also around the same age, so 15, 16. Who's our? Well, me, my mum and my sister. Right. We used to drive 30 minutes in peak hour traffic to see Monica. <laughs> I'm on it. Every three weeks religiously. I'm on it. Like, we used to make, my mum made I... sure, like... We were there. I loved my visits from the Moose Gals. Oh, yes. We were there. And sometimes the, the random auntie would tag along yes. here and there. Um, but, yeah, my mum made sure that Mon knew I was into makeup. And yes, she, she did. She told her about my Instagram and how I love doing it yeah. and what I'm into and blah, blah, blah. I was a very shy girl when I was, like, that age. Yeah, I you were. was very in a shell. You very, were still in school, hey, when I yeah. knew. Yeah, you were. Yeah, so I was very shy. Anyways, um, Monica eventually was leaving her old company and asked if I'd like to come along her journey and assist her on bridal as well as admin, all that sort of thing. And then this is this is before all I Create Beauty began. So, I actually um, tried to get you into the company that I was yeah, working with at yeah. that time, but that, lol, that didn't work out. No, I came in for a few training days here and there. And, and that didn't work out. Remember the time I went and there was no one there? No. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> you rocked up and no one was there? Yeah. Not even me? No, no one was there and then you ended up coming. And what, I don't remember what happened. I just ended up standing there, like working, helping, watching. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that didn't work out in yeah. hindsight yes, and definitely. you ended up coming it, with me. It worked out for the best. It did. It really did. And then, yeah. 
So, and then you started as an assistant with me mm-hmm. when I, so I didn't have a salon at the time that I left. I was just kind of renting a chair at a hair salon, but you would come and assist me on bridal and yeah. mobile jobs. And yeah. then you would come in every now and then and help me with my inquiries. And mm. then towards the end of that journey at the hair salon, I literally had to like pull up, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the trestle tables from Bunnings, oh like a makeshift table for <laughs> you because I started getting so many inquiries that like I couldn't do. And I was like, why would I just let them go? I could like, let you do them yeah and then at that time I was like oh my god this salon couldn't come any quicker yeah so then you basically went from assistant to senior after that yes which is crazy so three years of amazing memories spent with you working so closely in an industry like ours you can basically say we saw each other more than we saw anyone else so We've had so many great memories together. What would you say our favourite memory is or your favourite memory is working at iCreate Beauty? Look, I've had a lot of memories here. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely this, this salon has treated me very well. Um, but We love to hear that. I've also definitely had my fair share of interacting with the local junkies. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't say that was your favourite memory. <laughs> That's a funny story. It's a funny story. But would you say that's your favourite memory? No. <laughs> Go, but, but tell the story. It was just a story and I just couldn't, I, I couldn't let anyone not hear this because <laughs> it was just so funny. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I still talk about this. Uh, no, everyone does. Anyways, so. Tell I'll, the story. I'll never forget it. Second week of. You have to give salon. a backstory about where we are. So my salon's in Riverwood and if you don't know, like. I didn't know this coming into Riverwood. I had no, like, I'm from Wollongong no. originally, like, had no idea about these Sydney suburbs, like, still learning, you know, where everything is and what the suburbs are like. Yeah. But, like, it just seemed like a fairly, like, central suburb. So, like, I just went into it. And then I remember when I opened my salon, a lot of people were like, why Riverwood, Monica? <laughs> and I was like, what do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> What's wrong with Riverwood? And, like, to be honest, I had like you know there's besides the couple of brothels around the corner like there's it seemed like a pretty decent suburb yeah um I quickly learned why people were questioning me or why Riverwood which brings us to this yes story it was like the second week of us opening our salon (laughs) and it was 7 30 in the morning anyways I had driven my mum's car old car to work that day and the window on the passenger side wouldn't close anyways I parked as close as I could to the salon so that I could keep an eye out on it. And then as I was checking out my client, I see from the corner of my eye some guy trying to break into my car. Literally arm like <laughs> his arms deep. deep into the car trying to yank the door from the inside. <laughs> Anyways, I shut myself straight away. I didn't know what to do. Anyways, I kept watching and um, he ended up going over to the driver's side oh and my trying God. to yank the door on that side. Anyway, something took over me. I ran outside. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's my car. <laughs> Anyways, he turned around straight away. The look in his eyes was like he was about to eat me. Oh, like, my God. Alive. Did you still have, you still had a client in the salon I still had a too. client and she was some import. Like, she didn't know how to speak English. Oh, my God, bless her. She was so, like, frantic for me. And she's like, oh, my God, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm like... Yeah, so I'm like, I screamed to him and um, I walked back into the salon, quickly went to grab my keys. 
Um, what were you planning to do? I was going to quickly lock the door because he was storming over. Oh, like lock our salon door. Yeah, like, like literally lock the salon door oh in so that he didn't come in. Anyways, he ended up coming in before I could. Oh my God. So slammed the door wide open. He goes, I'm not a thief. <laughs> I'm not trying to steal your car. I'm trying to help you. He just kept repeating. I'm like, just arrest reassuring him it's all good it's okay thank you it's all good it's all good thank you so much i promise you he was not trying to help he was in fact a thief oh yeah anyways he just kept repeating it tried to calm him down ended up slamming the door and he was walking all the way 200 meters down to the and you could station. still hear and him. he's like i'm not a thief <laughs> uh, but yeah um now no not to the yeah the please don't ever do that again yep i haven't yeah. Try and keep my fair distance away. From yeah. Them. Look, this um, this um area is not so bad as long as you don't yell or make eye contact with yep. any of the junkies. Yep. Um, you're all G. It's fine yep. as long as you don't yell out to them. That's my car. <laughs> I don't know where you had the balls to do that. Oh, honestly, I don't know what came over me. I and you know what's so funny when she told me this happened. Like obviously it wasn't funny. I was concerned for everyone's safety. But we went and watched the video cameras, but I don't have sound on my cameras. I only have um, video, but I just remember her, like I was watching her screaming out the window, uh, out the door, sorry. And then all you see is him yelling in and her (laughs) hand gestures are like, it's okay, it's okay. (laughs) And then the poor clients like run to the corner and hiding. (laughs) Oh, bless her. I know. We've traumatized her. She probably never has. No, no, she she didn't, but that's okay. (laughs) Anyways, but yeah, in all seriousness, I have to say, the girls have definitely made it uh, the biggest impact on my memories here. So I can't put my my finger on like one one memory. Yeah, but like I have a unique bond with them all, so it's like it it makes makes different memories here and there become so like you know fond. Yeah, Yeah, for sure, for sure. This industry can be very overwhelming and draining at times, working long hours, putting all your energy into making others look and feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. We can definitely lose motivation and focus at times. I know I have. So tell us what inspires you and motivates you. Yeah, it's so easy to lose um, motivation in this industry. You have to keep up with trends, especially with it changing quite literally overnight. Yeah. Um, I find the most motivating for me, like one of the most things is clients' reactions. Like I'll have one client a month who will come in and just quite literally make the whole rest of the month and I will never have, like I'll, it will just keep me going. Like how they react to yeah, the way like, you've done their makeup. Yeah, their reaction to their makeup or their, their life story or something and then it makes you feel like, it reaffirms what you're doing. Yeah, um, I love that. That's one of my favorite parts of this job. Yeah, like you meet some amazing people along this journey. I have to say, like, you know, you, you hear so many different stories from all different walks of life, and and you think about what they've gone through, and you think about what you've gone through, and you can sometimes you can relate, sometimes you can't, but you just feel for them. Sometimes it humbles you as sometimes well. Sometimes it humbles you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that de- definitely motivates me. Um, 
where do you take your inspiration from mainly? Because I know you like to watch a lot of, like, your whole TikTok feed is all makeup. Yes. And I was, I was telling you how I'm jealous of that because <laughs> all my TikTok feed is is stupid videos, dog videos <laughs> and food. I need to get on makeup talk because Lara just whips out these techniques. Like, I think this is what I'm going to miss about you. Yeah. Because you know what? Like, although this is my shop and I've hired all you people, I feel like I learn so much from you girls, especially yeah. you. Like, I feel like you just whip out these techniques. Yeah. And I'm like, how, where did you fucking learn that? Like, where did you whip, yeah, where did you whip that shit from? And like these, all these new products you just come out with. I'm like, bitch. I know. Well, I was going to say, like, I'm also forever buying and testing new products. Yeah. And I think that's also one of the things that helps me get motivated because I, I, it create, like, makes me want to try these new products on, on these faces that I'm seeing every week. Mm. And, um. I just think it, it makes you want to change your change away or you mm. know, try a new technique and you know you might like it you might not but then you might find something that you like and you're like wow yes mm. let's keep doing this. I always find when I like restock my kit a little bit like add a whole bunch of like do a big shop on Mecca or Sephora oh, or something and like have all these new products to play with that definitely re-motivates me again definitely. or like even just cleaning my kit out yeah well, I don't do it anymore I make my stuff do it <laughs> Not me. <laughs> that was me in the first year. <laughs> well, maybe soon you'll have someone to help you clean your shit out. But yes. yeah, I find like when my kit's clean and all my new products are like in the kit and I get to try out a bunch of new stuff, like that re-motivates me. Yeah, But um, sure. would you say, yeah, TikTok is super inspiring for you for like new looks and new products and stuff? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, watching – inspiring, I think um, – actually watching physical makeup artists here like mm. say you are a very big inspiration for me so mm. you know when i look up to you a lot even from as when i was a kid i used to look up to you and think you were the be all and all like you were I like still oh my am god bitch. Monica, what do you mean? Monica Zepsky. <laughs> oh my god i fucking hate when people do that to me you have no idea um but yeah and watching other makeup artists do their thing in different ways and it's just like whoa you can do so much with makeup you really can like you can change everything did you get those videos i sent you last night on tiktok i did but i haven't looked at them oh my god watch them i will i i fully just thought you were active on tiktok and i never used to send you shit and then Mm. you tell me now that you i just don't send anyone anything because it's like nothing like i don't have funny videos no even if it doesn't have to be funny like this girl right this girl i found on tiktok yeah and now i have to find her and tell you guys what her name is but she posts these like she's got alopecia so she's got no hair on her head no eyebrows no eyelashes and she's like all her videos are like get ready videos and she literally like starts with nothing like puts these patches on her eyebrows and like it's like a temporary tattoo eyebrow fills that in like glues on the the wig but the way she transforms is just incredible and now i I have to tell you guys what her name is because i'm speaking so much about her give me one second it's danny g danny g yeah d-a-n-i-g uh no she's from the uk okay yeah but wow she's just so beautiful and her videos are crazy if you want makeup inspo and she, um, there's heaps of new products that I see her using. I'm like, oh my God, I need to try heaps from P. Louise, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But yeah. So yeah, TikTok, hey? It's yeah. crazy because when I was growing up, mine was YouTube. Yes. And now it's come like 
it's literally done a full circle and it's gone to like it's a very similar style yeah um but now it's just on tiktok i just think people don't like watching the full long video anymore. which is very true yeah yeah everyone wants to see the intricate details which is what we used to watch growing up like yeah but now it's it's a lot more fast paced it's yeah more you know people interact with it better yeah for sure yeah i think it catches people's eyes better yeah yeah well, people do have short attention spans as well. Yes. <laughs> Me too. What do you mean? <laughs> All right. Um, what will you miss most working for I Create Beauty? Um, I will definitely miss all the talking we do at I Create Beauty. The most positive way, may I add. Um, all the, the way the girls at I Create Beauty mesh together in such a positive way is actually very refreshing. We're all, you know what's crazy? We're all so different. We are. Like, I we're, so this is controversial, but I swear I'm best friends with all my staff. Like yeah. I know, we, well, we do see each other literally more than we see anybody else, which yeah. I think is a big part of it. And you know how they always say, like at your jobs and stuff, it's crazy that you become best friends with like a fifty year old mum. Literally, because like you just bond, like you're in that tight, um, like in a short. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like you're in like a closed space, just you yeah. two, like for yeah. so long you end up like just spilling all your secrets out and become best friends. I feel like that's what's happened here. 100%. Like this industry can definitely be very bitchy and cutthroat. Oh my God, it can. We, we all make it an environment where we, we are all mates rather than coworkers or competitors. Like we don't, there's no competition. Nope. There's no bitchiness. Like, Oh, she does this and she does that. Like it's so refreshing and open and everyone, um, Everyone talks, mm. and I think that's so good, and that's what I'm going to miss a lot because I'm a big talker. Like, I love to talk, but, um, It's yeah. just going to be just oh, you and the client. I mean, now. and whoever else you're around because you're yeah. going – well, we'll talk more about that, but you're going to, like, another space where you're basically yeah. going to rent a chair. So I'm sure there'll yeah. be people around to speak to. But I know that that's, like, when I left the old company – it was similar with the staff. Like I was really good friends with all the staff there. And then when I moved to the hair salon, it was, it just went so quiet. Yeah. And like the environment is completely different. Yeah. But you end up adapting to it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's crazy actually the difference and how helpful it is having that support around you as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that'll be a very big miss for me. Well. That's making me sad. (laughs) I remember when you first started working with me, it was only part-time and you were still in university. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were studying medical science. And business. And business, right. So you were studying medical science and business. You were growing really quickly within the business. And you made a very brave decision to defer from uni to yeah. pursue a career in makeup and beauty full time yeah so tell us about that decision that you had to make yeah wow well, that was a very big decision well you didn't me. have to make it you chose to make it it was um i didn't have to make it but i did and it was one that made my dad not talk to me for nearly a month awesome yeah um we love wog parents yes um during school whilst having my hobby of makeup, I was definitely very studious. Like, I was very academic and, you know, not very academic, but I, I loved to study and university was the be-all and end-all for Right. Me. Well, like, yeah. I, there was no looking past uni. Yeah. Like, that's what I had been taught my whole life. Mm-hmm. And 
that's what it was going to happen for me. So I wanted to study physiotherapy. And um, after one year of doing uni, um, which was, mind you, the first year of COVID, which meant everything was online. So screens yeah. were blank, teachers had no motivation, and a sense of connection to the course was lost. Yeah. Um, this year was also, as Mon said, the first year of me working alongside her. Um, after our first three busy months um, of opening the salon, I decided to defer from uni to see if I could pursue makeup as a full-time job. Um, my mum couldn't be happier for me. As for my dad, did take him a bit of time to come around, but I know now he makes it very obvious that he's very proud of me. He goes and tells all his golf friends that I'm making these moves and then his golf friend's daughters come here and they're like, oh my God, what are you doing? And I'm like, what the freak? Like, how do you know? Like, I swear guys are the biggest gossipers. Yeah, um, they are. But that's sweet that he's really proud of you. I think, yeah. I feel like our dads are very similar like that. Like I grew up, with my dad telling me, you know, uni is the be all and door as well. Yeah. And um, obviously it's not. Um, no. But yeah, I, yeah, I completely understand where your dad's coming from as well. Like yeah. he's coming from a good place and he just wants the best for you, obviously. 100%. But they also, sorry, Lara's dad and my dad, they also have old school mentality. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's different nowadays. Like uni isn't... The be and all uni isn't gonna I don't know like I feel like we get told like our whole lives that if we don't we're not gonna make it and mm. there are so many people now like more than not mm. that have made it are so successful in their mm. jobs that have never gone to do further education yeah so definitely yeah. and I think that started to happen I think people started to realize I think also during COVID and after COVID, um, that uni isn't the be all and end all. Like, I think that's at the time where a lot of people were deferring and trying new things and testing out new hobbies and all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good thing to try. Like if you're not into it, into what you're doing, try something else. Even if it is a different course at uni or trying a different hobby and making that a full-time thing, I definitely think it's worth it. Like, if you're passionate about something, just do it. Like, take the risk. Fully agree. Yeah. Okay, Lara, what is your advice for young girls like yourself pursuing makeup and beauty as a career path? Yes, so stemming on from what I did just say, take the leap. Um, I used to quite literally study YouTube videos and now TikTok videos and physical makeup lessons. I'd never stop learning. So I think that is a big thing. Never stop learning. Always enhance your skills. Um, you know, watch every detail of every stroke and the placement and whatnot. Um, to this day, I still do that. Um, watching people review products and teaching new techniques. So I definitely think that is a big thing for emerging makeup artists. Find your passion. Find what you you know, what you want to, your little niche is mm -hmm. in, in makeup mm -hmm. and, you know, kill that mm -hmm. and then learn everything else mm -hmm. as well. You know, it, you, you, a makeup artist, you can't just have one specific look and, you know, just go off that. You need to learn how to adapt and change because some people don't want, you know, that same look. Um, and it makes you a more educated artist. Um, yeah, like you can't really just know one look and then just repeat that on every no. single client. I get what you're saying. You yeah. kind of just have to start with the basics, I guess, and then 
as you go learn different techniques and stuff would you recommend maybe going to see other artists for like master classes or stuff like that like yeah. what else would you recommend other than youtube and tiktok because i know that yeah. that helped us a lot yeah but what else would you find will really help them not even just with techniques and stuff but with like business skills and stuff yeah. like that i was just about to say like learning from different artists definitely because everyone has different perspectives on everything mm. um you can learn something from here something from there like i literally just came like last week i went to a master class mm-hmm. and um from this uh melbourne like in queensland makeup artist and she's very well known in her state and um you know, we all sat there and we learned and, you know, although it was a bit of an uncomfortable environment, it was still good to watch her and hear her story and, you know, hear her business side of things. So I think when you hear other people's stories, you see other people's opinions and their techniques and then you need to try it on others, try mm. it on, you know, your friends and your family. Like, do the same or keep on doing on, like, I know my sister was a repeat model. Like, she was there all the time, you know. I would just say, grab her up. Come on, let's go do a look. Let's film a look. Mm. Um, it keeps your it keeps your spark alive, even if you don't have that strong clientele in the beginning. You know, you just push content out there, try new things. I definitely think that's a very good advice. I think staying active as well on social media as yeah. well will be helpful and push your content out there because you're – yeah. Instagram and TikTok is basically a magazine of your work. Yeah. Would you recommend to do what you've done and come on board as like an artist under a company like mine? For sure. I think it's probably one of the best things I did do. And um, I, don't, I think if I didn't do this, I think the growth may have been a bit slower um, because I learned from so many different artists around here, as I said, you know, learning from different artists. Um, and you learn from someone who's that bit more experienced than you and you see you know their perspective on things and they they nurture you and they grow you and and yeah like it's an it's an environment where you never stop learning as Mm -hmm. well which is i think what is so good about a company like yours thank you bit off topic here but you mentioned that the master class you went to you're uncomfortable and i already know the story but i actually want you to talk about it if you don't mind yes you don't have to mention the class you went to or anything but just talk about your experience going next you messaged us the day before this class saying if any of us wanted to come but none of us could come because it was so last minute yeah um now hearing about your experience i wish one of us did come yeah but um how would you basically describe what your experience was going to this class? Yeah, it was, it, I felt very uncomfortable. From the minute I was driving past the studio, I was, I was on the phone to my boyfriend, I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving it, I'm not walking into this. Uh, I just saw these girls just walking in pairs or in groups and, and I'm like, I'm by myself. I'm not a very outgoing person in bigger groups. Mm-hmm. Um definitely in smaller groups I am but in bigger groups I don't know how to communicate I swear um anyways I parked the car and I walked out had my bag and um I walked into an elevator and this girl was like oh hi how are you I'm like oh good how are you what's your name and we exchanged names and then um we got out of the lift and she's like and she just looked at me and just legged it to her friends like (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'll just stay here by myself, which is fine. So I stayed in the corner. 
um, by myself where all the other individuals were. Um, did you try and bond with any others? I did, but you know what? Everyone was so, like, on their phones, like, very into their phones if they were by themselves. Like, you could tell... Like, they just didn't... They weren't... Their body language wasn't open. No. They right. Were, they weren't open to... Like, you know, you just look at them and smile and see if that would, you know, try and spark anything. But we were in this big waiting room of around 30, 40 girls and, you know... There was this elevator, so the elevator doors would open. And everyone and would turn. And everyone would turn straight away. I'm like, oh, this is so awkward. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. Yeah, and then some big names ended up coming in, and everyone was jumping all over them. And, like, you know, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hi. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, ended up going into the class, and I just – I was like, I should not have come to this. But oh I'm like, hopefully, hopefully the lesson will be worth it. And I went in to sit down and I sat on the edge of this row and I put my bags down and I turned to the girl that was sitting next to me. I'm like, hi, I'm Lara. How are you? And um, she looked at me and she goes, hi. And she turned around and kept on talking to her friends. Lovely. Tell me her name. Nothing. There was like no interaction. And Sweet. Mind you, for the next three hours, we didn't say boo to each other. Like, oh my God. She was just very into her, you know, own clique. And it was very cliquey, you know. If you were with someone or you knew someone, it was like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. I'm me. Kind of thing. And um, I think that was a very big eye-opener of what I don't want to be. Yeah. As an artist. Yeah. Um, I hope people don't look at us like that. I, I mean, we don't really go to many events or no. anything like that to, be, to do that. Yeah. But I hate that. Like, I feel like... Even when we used to go with my old company that I used to work for to events, I witnessed it for myself, how yeah. clicky people in the industry can be. And, like, you know, you do get those top names that do stick together and it's kind of like everyone's looking at them and, like, gagging over them and stuff. And mm. it's like, ah, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think... It is a very uncomfortable... I know what you mean when you say uncomfortable, but... Yeah. When the one event I did go to, I tried to be so like open and sweet to every single person I met. Yeah. Because I I really don't like that. I don't like other people to feel like that. Yeah. I'm I'm not like that as a person. No. I don't. I'm very. If I walked into that room, I would have walked out of that elevator and said, "Hello, everyone." Yeah, I know you would have. I don't give a shit. I know. I'm not gonna let people make me feel like that. Yeah. And if I didn't get anything back, then I wouldn't speak to people. But. I don't know. It's just, it's hard. You're so young. Like you still have so much, so much more to learn and mm. so many more skills to learn, especially like socially as well. 100%. Um, and you will get like that one day. Like you already have opened up so much over the last three years. You will get mm. like that, but that's still not fair. Like I think there's so many young girls just like you mm. who would work, walk into a room like that and be so uncomfortable. 100%. And I would hate that to be me. Like I was once you, yeah. I would hate to be that girl again. I hated those times. Yeah. Um, just know if I was there, I would never let you I know. feel like that. I know. But I, th- I think even when we are together and things like that, I think people do feel like they can approach us. I would hope so. I, 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 do, th- I do think that. I would hope so. Yeah. I feel like we pride ourselves, even in the salon, as very welcoming and open yeah, people. for sure. Um, and, you know, when we conversate in the salon, we all conversate together. It's not like... It's not clicky at the salon either. Everything's an open conversation. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. I still remember the moment I decided to leave my old company I used to work for and start my own business. Mm -hmm. And let's just say it was very scary. 
So making my decision, I knew my boss wasn't going to take it very well. And spoiler alert, she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get into that soon. Lara, tell us how did you make your decision to take your career to the next step? In other words, leaving I Create Beauty. Yes. Well, it wasn't a decision I took lightly at all. I would Um, hope not. (laughs) I love my job and I love it because of the work environment that is at I Create Beauty itself. Um, But I think that in life, you have to push your own boundaries and just dive into the deep end. Mm. And um, it had been on my mind for a few months before breaking the news, but I wasn't sure of it. Um, And then two weeks before I had broke the news and I felt I just felt this in my heart like saying do it it's like, time it's time mm-hmm. um you know because I never like if I hadn't taken the leap now I don't think I would have ever because I am so comfortable here mm-hmm. and um I think it comes into a stage in a in a business any business that you're in like there's only so much you can grow mm-hmm. as well um, this is really good for you know emerging artists and experienced artists and all that sort of thing, but then I think if you're if you want to take the next step, then you you have to take the next step kind yeah. of thing. Um, and yeah, that's how I made my decision. I I just by taking a risk and you know doing what I felt like in my gut was best, even though I don't want to do it kind of thing at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Well, I mean, it's, I personally don't think it's much of a risk for you. I just think it's going to be more work, obviously, which is something to take on board. But risk, I wouldn't call it a risk because I feel like you've built your name so high now that you're going to be completely fine on your own. I feel like from now, well, from not even from now, from like a while ago, you weren't relying on iCreate Beauty to kind of bring you in that clientele. You had created that already Mm -hmm. for yourself and Mm -hmm. it was just... This was more just a salon where you worked and had the clients come to you. Yeah. Which for some people, like you said, is maybe that's all they want in life. But you obviously want more for yourself and you're willing to take that jump now. Yeah. Um, Which is is, incredible. It's a very brave thing to do. Yeah. I think because it is my full-time gig as well, Mm -hmm. I do feel like I need to take that next step. Mm -hmm. Some people, this is just like a side gig. Mm -hmm. And I know a couple of the girls... you know that work here it is a side gig yeah um which is also very great Mm. so um yeah i think if you if you are doing something like this full-time you do have to take that dive yeah yeah for sure well i didn't have the most smooth sailing departure (laughs) (laughs) if you know you know but without getting too much into it um as i mentioned before my old boss didn't take the news very well and my last month of my journey there was not a great one Mm. um but i do want to preface that i believe to this day that i left that company with respect and class Mm -hmm. which is what i think you did also Mm -hmm. So that's a very quick brief of my story. But um, going through what I went through, I promised myself I would, when I opened my business, that I would never treat my staff like that. Yeah, I remember you saying that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was telling you about the experience yes. when I left, you can vouch for me that that yes. was fucking traumatic. I opened and hired staff knowing that in most cases my staff will eventually move on Mm -hmm. and as long as it's done respectfully then I would have no animosity towards them yeah you know this is a big industry and there's lots of room for everyone and I don't look at anyone as competition yeah so in saying all that 
I want you to tell the listeners how you broke the news to me and how you felt afterwards. How has your last few weeks been at I Create Beauty? Yeah. Answer honestly. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, it was truly bittersweet. Um, I have never felt so out of breath in my life. Um, I asked Mon to have a chat with her and we sat in our back room. She looked at me and I looked at her. And I just... <laughs> Wait, give me that story. <laughs> So I've just, I've got like, I've hired like literally three new hires this yeah. year. So I had to redo contracts. Like it's nothing serious. It was just yeah. basically just redoing the remuneration part and all that stuff. So I redid everyone's contracts and I had sent them to everyone. And I know Lara takes 10 years for everything. <laughs> like Lara is the laggiest little bitch ever. <laughs> Like she just, oh, she lags in everything, that yes, girl. So I, I sent hers two weeks before everyone else's yeah. because I knew she would take forever to get back to me. Mind you, I actually had no idea that this was going to be happening. Yeah. So I sent Lara the, the contract and I was hassling her. I was like, send me back your contract, Lara. Send me back your contract. Do you have any questions? Rah, rah, rah. And then I, she finally responded to one of them and she was <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we have a meeting? <laughs> And still, I was like, oh, this bitch, she's probably going to ask for more money or something. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, no worries, babe. We'll meet, you know, on the Wednesday when we work. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Anyways, so I I sat down with her and she looked and she goes, so where's the contract? Do you have it printed? Like what? And I'm like, oh. (laughs) No, I don't have the contract. She's like, what's this meeting about then? Like, what? And I looked and I'm like. Actually, and she just looked at me and we were like, oh, you had this mad eye contact. Like, she's in like, that moment, she was like, just spit it out. <laughs> in that moment, it was Lara saying nothing, just looking at me in the eyes. In that moment, I knew, but she wouldn't say it. She's like, yeah. I started and I'm like, laughing. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I can't do this shit. I am not good at confrontation. I was like, spit it out. <laughs> Anyways, I said it to her and I'm like to her, this is how I started it. It's been an amazing three years. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and she knew straight away. Um, tears were shed and um, Mon couldn't have been more supportive, prouder or happier for me. Um, I think it was the best reaction and outcome possible. Um, and I knew it would be because she said what she said when she was leaving her company. I would never treat anyone that way. And I was hoping, I'm like, I hope she had better not have forgotten this statement because <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> That's a bold ass statement. She better remember. Um, but yeah, I think because we've known each other from even before working together, it made it so much more emotional. Um, and oh my she, God, I cried. Yeah. She watched me literally develop and blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, into this artist that I've become and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Monica's help and support. Oh, thank you. Um, and yeah, so, and I told her, best believe I'm still from the Fiji to glam her and do the Yes, Lara's doing my wedding makeup. The first, also not the first thing, but one thing that came to my mind straight away when she told me she's leaving, I was like, bitch. She just booked the flights, mind you, the week before. Yeah. (laughs) I just booked Lara's flights. Like she's coming to do my fucking makeup. Are you still coming? She's like, um, I'm still coming. I'm like, best believe I am still coming. I'm not missing out on a trip to Fiji and I'm not missing out on glamming Monica Mazzetsky. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Macy, Sarah, where you at? Um, do you know, oh, 
it, it came to my mind before. I just thought of a memory. Yeah. And now I, I've just lost it. I should have said, I should have, um, it'll come to me again. Yes. Make sure you remember it. No, I've completely forgot. Okay, I just thought of the memory. Well, Lara, <laughs> Lara jerks my memory. <laughs> you you forgot the one memory. Forgot one memory. That was definitely a very funny memory. <laughs> was it? No, it wasn't the first because the first Christmas party was just you and mm, I. Yeah, it was the second. Was it the second? No, it was the third. It was... It wasn't last year's, it was the year before. Okay. Yeah. You tell the story. Anyway, so we're at our Christmas party. Okay. And um, we're in a private room at a restaurant just to set the scene. Yes. Nice and uh, dark. You know, <laughs> and uh, we're all having, you know, a couple of drinks. We've got also a few girls that are a bit halal and don't drink. And they're all looking at me like, oh, are you drunk? And I'm like, no, I'm just happy. I'm just really happy. And, um, Eventually, we started talking and we were like going around the table. I don't know. No, no, no. Something. It was, no, I swear it was actually silence. And then all you hear is ding, 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 oh, ding. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make a toast. <laughs> she, yeah, so I made the ding, ding noise, you know, that you make on the glasses when you're at a wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd love to make a toast. <laughs> now, I don't remember what I said. But all I remember... I actually don't remember what you said. I just... Crying. <laughs> yeah. And they're all looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, she's like this. I just <laughs> want to say, <laughs> Monica, thank you so much for this opportunity. And everyone's like, are you crying? <laughs> I was crying. And I was like, oh, and everyone's like, oh my God, Laura, you're so sweet. I'm like, no, I just love you guys so much. <laughs> I think I started crying too. Yeah. I think we were all a bit drunk. Yeah, it was a bit emotional, but it was pretty funny. And um, oh my god, so funny! Yeah, so what a good memory. That was a great memory, actually. Oh, sucks to be you. We're having a really good Christmas party this year. Is Trump still coming? No, I don't know about that. No, we'll see. Um, question for you: Am I leaving ICB gangsters or what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll make it a group decision. Um, yeah. So we've got a group chat for those of you who don't know what ICB Gangsters is. <laughs> it's a group chat that we have on Snapchat. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we just send it's stupid... It's not work-related. No, it's, it's completely not work-related. It's just dumb shit that you would shit. send on Snapchat. I don't know. you got to ask the other girls. Yeah. Nah, I slack. Can- you were always being ICB gangster. Yep. You were the original I gangster. Am the OG. Yeah, you yes. really were. Yes, I am. So. All right. Well, to finish it off, I have one last thing to ask of you, yes. and that is to plug yourself. Okay. <gasps> plug yourself, like your Instagram handles, like oh. you know, what's the word? I don't know what another word is. Shout yourself out. Yeah. Okay. So my Instagram is at Laura Spell that for the listeners. L A R A Musa M O U S A Makeup. Um, and I'm also on TikTok, guys. So follow my TikTok. I will be trying to post more TikToks. Um, what is next for me? Um, I'll be working from a space in hairdresser salon. Um, just as Mom started too. And um, do we know the salon yet? Uh, we will not be releasing it yet. This is, goes live next Monday. Will you release it then? Stay tuned. Follow, stay tuned. Follow I'm just going to say stay tuned. Follow my Instagram for more updates. <laughs> for live updates. <laughs> um, event, yeah. The location of the salon will be released shortly. 
So basically, what is next for you? Like, what are you doing? You're you're starting your own business. I'm starting my own business. Um, I've got a great opportunity from this hairdresser that's keen to have me on board. Um, as then, a yeah. as a makeup artist, a make- by the way, yeah. right to oh, your chair. Yeah. No, no, because people not a used to get confused when I said that too. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm at a hair salon. They're like, oh, you do hair now? I'm like, yeah. No, it's just renting a spot there. No, no, no. I will be still be doing makeup, but just renting like a space um, in her salon, doing my clients. But then at least I'm not also by myself. Um, yeah. In the beginning, because yeah. I feel like you still do need that support from other workers and for sure. to, from their clientele for as sure. well. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's also like, it's a very boutique um, I wouldn't call it fast paced, but it is, it is quite high paced, if that makes sense. Which will match your energy. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think it's a really good opportunity mm. and then, yeah, eventually I'd love to do what Mont has done, you know, open my own salon, have, you know, some staff members under me. Um, Good luck with that. <laughs> don't know if I want as many staff members, but oh, too many. Yes, because I have watched the stress that Mon has been under, and I'm just like, I'll take that as a no for me. Thanks. I'll pass. Look, it's yeah. I don't, we'll get into that. Yeah. I feel like the last time I spoke on this, I only had like three staff. Yeah. Now there's like nine. Yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But Might it's also keep it great. Minimal, but, um, yeah, you say that. I know. But you know what it is? Like you're, when you're on a high and you're yeah. on that high frequency and you're just like, go, 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 yeah. you you have the clientele to back it. It's yeah. like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it is a lot of work, but then it isn't as well because you guys are all contractors at the end of the day. Like you. Yeah. Although we do all the booking and all the scheduling and everything for you guys, you come in and do most of the work. Yeah. So the stressful part is just like the bookings and obviously all that comes with that and yeah. then managing staff and like, you know, anyone who has a business can attest, even though all my staff are honestly incredible. I feel like I'm very lucky with the business I have and the, the girls I have. Yeah. Um, it can still be challenging. Like there's still so many, like, you know, I, I'll cop a message like at least five times a week from the girls and it'll be questions about something about the system time off like it just never stops like all the nitty-gritties yeah it never stops yeah. like stuff and obviously the more you have the more challenging it gets but yeah. one problem i've never had is bitchiness well i have had it once but oh, oh. <laughs> that's a story from another time nope that's not a story <laughs> that i'll ever share because no. that is been and gone now yes it's in the past and we never look back no we don't yeah but this, this is my first heartbreak of like create beauty. But it's a definitely, it's a, it's a. I was just about to say it's the hardest breakup I've ever had to do. Oh my god, I've never actually broken up with anyone. Me but, too. Well, we're not breaking up because you're we're still, still, we're still part of each other's yeah, lives, and we still will definitely be. Bitch, you're doing my wedding makeup. Bitch, I'll be here every week for Acre Cosmetics, so yeah. it's fine. You're lucky you're still getting your discount. Hey, 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 <laughs> give me what you say. <laughs> Just don't go opening up a cosmetic line. Oh, no, no. Lara no. Musa Cosmetics. Oh, I, I don't think so. that's on the cards for me. At no, I'm kidding. Now. You can do whatever you want, Lara. No. I'm not like that. I know, but yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for you. taking time out of your day to come and speak on this podcast. Thanks for having me. I feel honoured. Oh my God, of course. I, I told you I always wanted you to come. just yeah. had to be the moment you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet, huh? It is very. All right. Thanks, Lara. See thanks, you guys. guys. See you next Monday. See ya.